Welcome back. After a tough loss last night against the Timberwolves, the Nets get a victory against the, uh, let's be honest, the worst team in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons, who, uh, you know, they made it somewhat of a game towards the late third quarter. Um, RJ Hampton made like four threes in a row. They cut it to a four-point game. But the Nets did pull away. Cam Johnson made a big momentum-shifting three late third, and uh, the Nets were able to hold on. So 123-108 victory. Nets have now won, what is this, five of seven, I think that is. So, you know, better basketball lately. The Minnesota game on Tuesday night last night, it was frustrating. One of those things where... Spencer Dinwiddie was clearly fouled. The two-minute report came out, and they said they missed the call. And if it was called a foul, that could have changed the entire game. I, I think two-minute reports are kind of stupid. Like, what's the point? Like, we, we know you're wrong. You don't have to come out and say it, but it's just like nothing's going to change. It doesn't matter. So anyway, the Nets now, as it stands, to avoid the play-in, need one more win in their next two games, or the, uh, the Miami Heat to lose one of their next, I think they have three games left, I'm pretty sure, maybe two. Anyway, the Nets are either one win away or one heat loss away from getting the sixth seed, so it seems like, seems like it's going to happen. Hopefully, the Nets would play the Sixers in the first round, and once that becomes finalized, I will definitely have like a series preview of that. Um... You know, my gut tells me right now, I'd probably, like, the realist in me is probably picking Sixers and five. Maybe the Nets take it to six, but I would rather play the Sixers than the Cavs. I feel like more can go wrong for the Sixers, of course. And, I mean, you have, you know, playoff James Harden has a bad history. Um, you know, you have Joel Embiid, who can get injured, of course. We know that. Doc Rivers, bad history in the playoffs ever since 2008. So, you know, I, I think the Sixers would be the better bet, but obviously they are the much better team. They're a top three seed for a reason. So, yeah, for the Nets, though, I hope they get the uh, the sixth seed. That'd be great. Avoid the play-in. We played in that last year. I was not a fan of that experience. A lot of anxiety. Hopefully they, uh, you know, dodge that. But anyway, Tonight's game, uh, tonight's game was kind of weird. It was a, a weird game. The Nets nearly dropped 50 points in the first quarter. They scored 47. Joe Harris came in and knocked down every shot he took. Joe was a plus 16 in this game. Started out six for six from three, and I believe he made all of those in the first quarter. Kind of reminded me of the Darren Williams game back from the first season in Brooklyn. It was a game against the Wizards and Darren started out the game like five for five from three and the place was going crazy. The Nets were up like 22 to two. So if you remember that game, I guess you're a Nets OG, but um, kind of reminded me of that in a way, but this was kind of different because Joe Harris was subbed in. Of course, Darren used to start games, so a little different, but still a great start for Joe Harris. And, um, you know, as we know, Joe Harris's game has diminished uh, since the botched surgery, unfortunately, but He's still a really good shooter. I'm trying to see uh, what his season shooting percentage is right now. He's averaging 7.5 per game. That will go up, of course. So regular season this year, he is averaging 42.2% from three. That's actually not that bad. His career is 437 and considering the slow start he got out to, I mean, that's really good. Joe has also played in 72 games this year. Um... This is a long time ago, but rewind back to opening night when the Nets played the um, New Orleans Pelicans. And this, of course, was Ben Simmons' debut a long time ago. But Joe Harris missed that game, if you remember. And that was, you know, he missed the entire season basically the year before. And we're just like, oh, man, this this Joe Harris injury thing is not good. He's going to miss like months and months. But no, he's been fine, actually. He's 
played, as I said, 72 games now, 73 after this. Um, so yeah, he's been pretty, I don't want to say reliable, but at least he's been durable this year because Joe Harris, pretty inconsistent player this year. So it, it's tough to say reliable, but Joe for, um, what the expectations were coming into this year, I feel like has exceeded them for the most part. Royce O'Neal played a nice game, four of nine from three, had 15 points, a plus 19, seven boards, eight assists. Wow. So kind of flirted with a triple double, not a bad game for Royce O'Neal at all. Cam Johnson, scary moment. Uh, first quarter pretty early in the game he had a knee to knee with somebody on Detroit and I wasn't sure what the injury was because I was looking away I think I was talking to my brother and I look over and like Cam Johnson's limping pretty badly I'm like what the hell just happened but luckily it was knee to knee he came back in the game so that was scary for a bit as I said he made that big three in the late third quarter to extend the lead to seven Mikhail Bridges not great efficiency 10 for 26 he also did not shoot that great last night against minnesota but was a plus 25 had 26 points total three point shot was not going for him two of 11 so that's obviously going to ruin your shooting percentage but six assists he had a very nice block at the end he stared down Jaden ivy so i i don't think i've seen that from mikhail bridges where he like blocks somebody and stares them down so that was kind of different i don't know if there was trash talking going on but that was something different from him um nick claxton eight of nine he was very good in this game 19 points he had seven rebounds two assists two steals three blocks had five fouls, but yeah, Claxton was very good in this game, very efficient in my opinion, shot three for three at the line, two offensive rebounds, so Claxton was playing very good help defense. There was one play where Joe Harris, I think in the third quarter, maybe early fourth quarter, Joe Harris was smart enough to not foul his guy, knowing he had Nick Claxton behind him, and of course, Nick Claxton got the block, so love seeing that stuff, that's good chemistry right there, good communication. Spencer Dinwiddie, I mean, I, I tweeted this before, but he had like a prime Rajon Rondo type stat line. 33 minutes, went one for 10 with six points, four for four at the line, but had 16 assists, 16 assists. And I did see on the uh, broadcast at halftime that Spencer is the only player in the NBA this season to have at least 10 assists in a single quarter. And I'm sure that was the first quarter because that's when the Nets had 47 points in one quarter. So Spencer does that. The only player this year to do it in the entire league. Only had two turnovers. I feel like it was more. I feel like there was a point in the third quarter where he had like three or four turnovers, it felt like. But he had a rough stretch there in the third quarter. I was kind of surprised how long Jock Vaughn uh, stuck with him for. I understand Seth Curry is not a desirable option at backup point guard, but Edmund Sumner got 18 minutes. I think Ed played in the early fourth quarter, and he was actually pretty effective. So I, I think Edmund Sumner came in, gave them some pretty good minutes for the most part. But Dinwiddie, definitely a mixed bag in this one. Awful third quarter, but aside from that, played a pretty good game. Definitely let the refs get in his head. That's one thing about Dinwiddie I just cannot stand. But, you know, I, I think in his defense, coming off last night where he was fouled from three, the refs didn't call it, and there were at least three or four times tonight where he was really surprised he did not get a call. Um, but Spencer did go to the line a couple times in this game, but he feels it should have been more. But I, I hate when he gets like that, gets too focused on the refs, and, 
you know, kind of forces things. But anyway, Joe Harris, we went over. Utah gave us six points, two threes. One of those was kind of garbage time at the end. Dayron Sharp, 12 minutes, four of six. He was a plus eight, gave us 10 points, seven rebounds, two steals. Not a bad game from Dayron Sharp. He missed one easy layup, like just right under the basket, but. That's kind of what Dayron does. I mean, I feel like Dayron does have good touch for the most part, but sometimes he will do that. Did have five offensive rebounds. He is a really good at causing um, loose ball fouls, getting offensive rebounds. He's very good for uh, second chance points. So I do like that with Dayron Sharp. Edmund Sumner, as I previously mentioned, three of four, had eight points. Bit of a spark plug off the bench. Nothing crazy. Two of two at the line, but I, I think Edmund Sumner's probably. I don't know. It's weird because there are nights where Sumner's like really effective and there's some nights where Seth Curry's really effective and you kind of just have to see which guy, like which night it is for those guys. I mean, in a perfect world, Edmund Sumner and Seth Curry would both be consistent, but that's not what happens usually. So maybe one game, it's a Seth Curry game. Another game, it's an Edmund Sumner game. I think that uh, Jock Vaughn kind of just plays around with that and sees like which guy's hot, which guy's not. So Cam Thomas, a DMP. Not much of a surprise. I don't know if, you know, I'm not sure what Cam, uh, Cam Thomas's role is going forward. I'm not sure if he's, like, done with the Nets or not. I can absolutely see a scenario where they move on this offseason. I think he has one year left on his rookie contract. So it could happen. I just don't think he's really a part of their plans right now. But I don't know. And I feel like Cam, a lot of times when they cut to him on the bench, he's not very happy. He wants to be out there. I completely get it. So, if I'm a team that like needs a score, a young scorer, and I'm not a good team, like if I'm Indiana or something like that, or even the Pistons, it's a good example right there, assuming they don't get the first pick. But, you know, I would, you know, maybe make a trade for a guy like a, a Cam Thomas. I think, you know, it could have happened at the deadline, but possibly like a Boyan Bogdanovich for Cam Thomas and somebody else type trade with the Nets, although that did not happen. So I don't know what's going to happen with Cam Thomas. You guys let me know in the comments. Do you think Cam is part of the future plans here in Brooklyn, or do you think he's out of here? Because I could see it going either way. But anyway, yeah, they get the win. Really wish they won last night. It would have been nice, but that also would have been five in a row if they were able to win last night's game. So that really sucks. By the way, no Dorian Finney-Smith tonight. Missed the game. Uh, missed the game with a wrist contusion. I think last night he went to try and posterize Carl uh, Anthony Towns or maybe Gobert, one of those guys, and he jammed his wrist on the rim. So that was uh, pretty rough looking there. Anyway, two games left for the uh, for the Nets here. They face Orlando at home Friday at 7:30, and then the last game of the season is Sunday, one o'clock game. It's like the NFL Sunday, one o'clock um, against the Sixers. And the Sixers, as I said previously in another video, might be resting their starters by that point. Let's take a look at the Miami Heat schedule because I'm not sure if they have two games left or three. Looks like three. So they just beat the Pistons last night. So Detroit was on a back-to-back -back as well. Tomorrow night, the Heat are at the Sixers. I still think the Sixers are playing their guys. So we unfortunately have to root for James Harden and the Sixers. But if they win that game, the Nets get the sixth seed. So that'd be cool. Of course, the Nets hold the tiebreaker with Miami. I think they swept them this year 3 to nothing. So that's great. The Heat are at the Wizards on Friday night, and then on Sunday, they're hosting the Magic. So, as long as the Heat lose one of those games, the Nets will get the sixth seed. So, I, I think they'll lose at least one. I, I could see them losing tomorrow, obviously. That's the toughest opponent. But even Orlando can give you a tough game. 
the Wizards, I mean, I'm not expecting much, but you never know. So anyway, yeah, I think the Nets should get the sixth seed. I'd be surprised if they don't at this point. I would hate to jinx it, but that's just the uh, just the truth. But yeah, you know, the Pistons are an interesting team. We'll see what pick they get in the draft. I know they're in the Victor Wimbenyama, um, you know, sweepstakes. So we'll see if they get that pick or not. But anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But the Nets are now 44 and 36. I'm pretty sure they had 44 wins last year. They were 44 and 38, if my memory serves correct. And that was a team that had you know, Harden, Kyrie, and Katie at one point, although they played in two games together, but still, it, it looks good. Um, so yeah, the Nets now have 44 wins. They finish off the season once again with, you know, two opponents that, assuming if the Sixers bench most of their guys, two winnable games. Now, I do think Orlando is a tough matchup for the Nets. I think Orlando's a better team than their record says they are. They're 34 and 45, but they got off to a very tough start this year. I think I'm trying to look real quick. They were one and seven at one point. They were five and twenty at one point. Yeah, like, I mean, Orlando got off to a very bad start. But ever since that five and twenty start, they've been playing like close to five hundred basketball, maybe over it. So they've been pretty good. They lost to Cleveland last night only by four. That was a very tough game down to the wire. I saw the highlights. So uh, yeah, it's not going to be easy. I, I think they're they're definitely a worthy opponent. So. Hopefully the Heat just lose tomorrow and we don't have to worry about it. The Nets can arrest their guys if they want to. So we'll see what happens. But hope you guys enjoyed the video. And once the playoffs are decided, which it seems like the three and the six seed can be locked up soon if the um, if the Heat lose tomorrow, then I'll definitely make a uh, series preview between the Nets and the Sixers, assuming it's that. I don't want to do a play-in tournament preview. That would not be fun. So anyway, hopefully it's that. But I hope you guys enjoyed the video, enjoyed the podcast. Leave a like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Talk to you guys next time.